and welcome to India Startup Chat, the best podcast series on startups, investments, opportunities and views from India. Brought to you by Ravi Gururaj, Mukun Mohan and me, Lakshmi Rebecca. Here is this week's chat. Welcome to India Startup Chat. We have uh, Mukund and me again on Hi, this Lakshmi. episode. Good morning, good Hi, evening, Mukund. good afternoon. Vanakkam, vanakkam. Namaste. How are you today? Excellent. Very, very good. Very, very good. Dosa sarpache. Very good dosa. We had two. <laughs> yeah, I well, I had two too. And we had so many things to eat from. So we went, and went berserk, I think. I don't usually don't eat such a heavy breakfast, but this was good. But you did claim you're a foodie. Yeah, I know. Mm. So what's the topic today, Mukund? Mentors. You know, some people have this notion of, oh, mentors are going to solve world hunger. Other people think that it's a very abused word. Still other people think that mentors are a pain. Uh, and a lot of people say and swear by mentors and say, not swear at mentors, <laughs> swear by mentors <laughs> and say, oh, they've changed my life. I mean, the biggest example is one of Redbus and Sanjay Anandram and funny, they had such a good relationship. Uh, that funny even now says that uh, Sanjay was one of the m- critical reasons why they were so successful in raising funds and going from a metrics-based approach to a more building the business approach. So uh, let's talk about mentors today was, was the discussion, I think. Sounds good. Do you consider yourself a mentor? I would not consider myself a mentor. Why? Um, I don't think I'm good at it. Okay. So let me ask you this: mm-hmm. What do you? Who have you had mentors? In different ways, yes, yes, but not no one formally that I would call a mentor. So, okay, no one formally that you would call a mentor. What would you consider? Uh, what should I, What should you? What do you look for in a mentor? Actually, when you say not formal, but what do you look for in a mentor? Let me share. Let me share with you before yeah. before I talk about what I would look for. Let me share with you my idea of ment- What a mentor is. Yeah, okay. it would be to me, right? I think it would be someone I would turn to to talk about the roughest days and the most awesome days at work. Yeah. Uh, be able to debate on what's going on and what I think should be done and what perhaps take their opinions based on their experience. Right? Yeah. So I'm hoping this person has a little bit more experience than I do. Okay. Even if not dramatically more experience than I do. Right? Even if one step ahead is better yeah, than yeah, not absolutely. 50 steps ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and someone who's down to earth can, can really be honest about what they think and, you know, and uh, not shove their opinions down my throat. Um, at the same time, make me think so I make better choices. Right, right. right. Uh, and typically, I'm, you know, I don't see how that can be a transactional relationship. Like, I don't know how I could pay for someone like that because mentors are, I think, people who do who mentor out of passion, who genuinely want, like if I was a mentor to someone so they younger. they like the individual and that they want to help that individual. Yeah, that yeah. there's a connect and that you're, you genuinely want to support that person grow in professionally or personally in whichever yeah. way, right? And I don't think you can do that with a remuneration expected in return. I don't think it would work that way. Like I, if I was a mentor, I, I don't think I'd want to be paid for that because I don't think I would, it would be the same to me anymore. It's a little altruistic in that way when I, when I think of it. So I think the reason why I don't consider myself a mentor, right, is because I write a lot and a lot of people claim that uh, they learn from my mentoring. Mm-hmm. So I consider myself more of a passive teacher than a mentor. Yeah. Someone that wants to share and actually not even a teacher, someone just wants to share what I've learned. And people, a lot of people actually say I'm a digital mentor to them. 
mm. which is they don't actually meet yeah. me. A lot of yeah. people don't meet me, but they say you've been a mentor to me, even though you don't realize it. Mm. I'm okay with that kind of a relationship. Yeah. Because if you have to be a mentor, it's a longer term commitment. Yeah, and also, yeah, and it's very personal. It's yeah. very personal. It's like you have almost getting involved in that person's life. So what I do instead is I give you, don't give you answers to questions. Mm. I never give answers. I think you've known this all along. You I ask never questions to make them think. Framework. Absolutely. I always give frameworks. Right? Mm. Like if you had to come across this issue, yeah. here are the things to think about. Here are the here's a framework to think through. If this happens, and if this other thing is the situation, and if this third thing is what you're thinking about, then here are possibly three answers that yeah, you can Yeah, absolutely. So uh, people have to find their own answers, right? So right. I think that's the most important thing, that the mentor is not someone who's going to give you your life decisions or decisions or, or choices to you. A mentor is someone who's going to help you think through things and help you make more informed and better choices for yourself. So then does that mean by default mentoring is a longer term commitment from one individual to another? And can you scale mentoring? Meaning, meaning can one person mentor more than one person at the same time? I think you can mentor more than one person provided you have the bandwidth to invest mentally and it's also an emotional investment. Let's not, you know, deduct that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, where you are in life, what would you say, Mukund? Wherever you are in life, if someone, if you had the opportunity where you met somebody and you believed in them and you connected and you wanted to mentor them and then you met somebody else, would you take on two people or would it be too much for you to mentor more than one person? I find it hard to even mentor one person. Mm. Right, because I, uh, my my sister says this best, that uh, I'm dessert. You want very little of me. That's a nice way of putting it. That's a very nice way of saying that uh, you can't handle too much of Mukunda. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> and Gets on you. Yeah. Hmm. So I think the the challenge about mentoring even one person is that, uh, like you said, it's an emotional investment, and sometimes uh, it becomes very very hard to sustain that emotional investment. So I think the only people I try to mentor are my kids because I, they're with me all the time. Mm. And unfortunately, my kids don't don't take to mentorship very easily. They're like, Dad is always preaching to us and saying this and saying that and thinking, helping us, helping us think when we don't want to think. We just want to play, risk. Watch or, TV. Yeah, they don't, they don't let them watch TV. So oh, TV is not allowed at home. Oh, okay. We haven't nice. had a TV for eleven years. Yeah, neither. Like neither. I haven't had a connection in years. Yeah, we haven't. I have we don't a TV, have a TV, but no connection. Yeah, we don't have TV. Yeah, we I connected to my laptop. Yeah. Yeah. So I think mentorship is a very big commitment. Okay, let me ask you flip side of the question. Can you have more than one mentor at the same time? What oh do my you God, I think I would, advice? yeah, I think I would, I think it's too much. It's like overkilling the analysis, right? How much can you think about one thing? And if you've already got one person that's helping you think through, why do you need another one or more? I mean, as it is, I mean, at least in my case, in my life, I think I, I'm constantly thinking. And I think, I think about something in different ways and I take cues from different things not necessarily a single person yeah right so if I've if I've got all these different questions coming at me from different places already yeah. and, and and cues coming at me and I'm constantly thinking and on top of that I've got someone who I can deep dive with on a certain topic I would rather if I had to think some more I would rather write down my thoughts myself and do the thinking myself and emerge with an answer over time rather than go talk to somebody else and take more inputs I mean it depends if I if I'm if I'm I don't know, betting all my life savings on something, maybe I'll talk to two people. But in most cases... So is that like the second you know, opinion thing? Yeah, but then, yeah, see, that's the thing. A mentor is not supposed to be someone who gives you opinions, right? Then you're doing the wrong thing. And if you have one mentor who's helping you think through things, at the end of the day, it's supposed to be your opinion, your decision, your experience. Uh, and that kind of brings me to the question, when is someone actually ready to mentor? What, you know, when do they? when is someone a good mentor? They have to be detached, right? They can't be completely involved in your life and in your work they have to play that role where they're just facilitating 
you know, better choices for you and that's it. That's where the role ends. How would, what do you think, Mukund? So I think the three key parts of the role that I would say for a mentor to do, right? Number one is to listen. Mm. Number two is to put context. And number three is to be able to give you frameworks. Those are the only three things I think mentors should mm. do. Mm. Listen a lot. They yeah. ask a lot of questions and listen a lot. Number two is to give you context. Okay, in the context of these things, here is how you think about this in the overall scheme. And the third one, as I mentioned before, is to make sure that they give you a lot of frameworks on how to potentially think about the problem you're solving. They may have never solved that problem before. They may never face the problem before. Hopefully, they faced it. Mm. But at least they know how to think through it very, very well. Mm. Or they give you yeah. a perspective that is different yeah. than yours, right? Yeah. And the question then becomes, how many perspectives that you can have that are different yeah. from yours? Even if you get one, that is enough for some people. For some mm. people, they need four or five perspectives that are different. Yeah. Uh, so I think it depends on individual to individual. Who's been a good mentor to you? Who do you look up to? So most of my mentors have not been people that even know that they're a mentor to me. Mm. Very yeah, see, to more, um, often it's like that. Yeah, yeah. Often it's Isn't like that. that, that, that I've heard of other people yeah. otherwise, but yeah, uh, they don't even know. I'm like, I listen to you. I So I learn a lot more by watching mm. and seeing and a lot less by being told mm-hmm. or being preached. Instructed, yeah. Right? So what happens in a lot of cases is I'd say, hey this is what this person did mm. and I listened to them when the question was being asked of them in a panel or something of that sort and they'd go hey yeah this is the way to do it so I have a mentor for blogging yeah okay so someone you look up to someone you kind of emulate a little that's what that's no, sometimes a lot there'd be like five or six posts that if you if you didn't know that person's blog you would go, oh man, this is very original and different and very similar. And then you'd go, oh, okay, this is just like this. <laughs> this other person, right? Yeah. So I think I have a blogger for mentoring, someone I look up to. And then I, I talked about it in a previous episode sometime back, right? Uh, Sandy, Cyril Sandberg, uh, mm. or Sandy as some people call her. I, I don't know well enough to call her that. But Cheryl Sandberg has been a mentor to me in terms of being able to figure out how to work with, uh, with, with people that are extremely intelligent and smart. Because most of the people I surround myself with are hopefully very intelligent and smart. So I, my goal is not so much to be smarter than them or more intelligent. It's just to find a way to be able to channel what they're doing in a more effective fashion. So that, that opens another question. Who's been a mentor to you? Why are they such a good mentor and why do you like uh, working with them? I think, you know, I really relate to what you were saying, that there's not been a single mentor in your life and you draw inspiration from different people and in different ways without even them necessarily knowing how they've inspired you, right? And I think a lot of us are like that. We have less structured and dedicated mentors in life. Mm. And at different points in our lives and careers, different people mentor us depending on where they are and what, you know, how they're able to encourage, support or guide us, right? In my case, I would say in the on, on, a, on the professional front, I haven't had too much of a mentor, but someone who has kind of given me a lot of encouragement uh, and some guidance has been my best friend who I share a home with. And, oh, I, and I keep Elizabeth. Talk, Elizabeth Vergas, I keep talking about her. Um, she already and, sounds like a superb woman. <laughs> I should come meet her sometime. Yeah, she's awesome. She's totally awesome. And then there are other people, both men and women, that I've looked up to. I... You know, for example, I look up to you and Ravi as to how down to earth you guys are, and you know, and, and you come into a place like uh, NASCAR Product Conclave, and like a thousand people are trying to talk to you, and you at 11 o'clock at night, you've still got the patience to talk to more people, and the energy, and the inspiration to, and I think that comes from the fact that you love what you're doing, 
Yeah. And you're here for the love of it, right? So do you think and mentors by default like mentoring them? So I don't think a mentor is someone who can expect something in return. I think you can only do it and do it well if you're doing it genuinely because you want to sort of pay it forward or give back or whatever it is that term that that you relate to that it's a it's a process of giving and nurturing and it's like a parent in a sense without being so hands on. So then if I'm a mentor what do you say to people that say okay i'm spending the time i'm spending the energy i can do something else right uh the giving back portion so they have a connect with one person so they want to really help that person mm. what do you say to people that you know the, you know in the industry right now there yeah. are tons of professional yeah. mentors i don't know how that works Uh, well, uh, I was going to so ask you, and you're telling me you don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so what do you do if you're getting paid by the hour and you spend the hour well, you listen to the person? Yeah, then you're advising, right? You're, you're not a, a mentor. You're a consultant. So how do you how do you charge for being a mentor? So I don't know if these professional mentors really charge people. Okay. But they take a percentage of the company. Okay. So I know a lot of people. So there's a difference between a mentor and advisor, right? Which is probably the next question that we have on our list. Yeah. What is the difference between a mentor and advisor? I talked yeah. about mentors, right? Yeah. But as an advisor, typically tends to associate themselves with a specific domain of expertise. Yeah. Not I'm about the individual. As an advisor, I'm charging you big buck, darling. Yeah. I'm not going to get away for free. <laughs> so <laughs> what happens is, in, in a lot of cases, the board, like I'm on the board of board of directors of a couple of companies, the CEO and founder are really nice people. They're really young, or they have inexperience in certain areas. They may mm. be they may be older folks, but they have inexperience in certain areas. So they say rather than only get an advisor for the company in a domain, I'm going to get a mentor for the CEO to help her, you know, get to the next level. So in that case, then the CEO needs a mentor for a two three year extended period, who's another CEO mm. of another company who's been through their shoes before, and then they yeah. become a mentor, not an advisor. They're they're yeah. they're, they're telling them things that. they wouldn't tell the board or they wouldn't yeah. tell the advisor right mm. and that that particular case that mentor relationship and that's more structured professional yeah. mentor that's a professional relationship mentor. yeah but again they are they, they're not going to get remunerated for it they do in, maybe you're saying in stock okay yeah. but they're still yes. remunerated yeah. right okay okay they get something in return in mm-hmm. terms of the time spent there is a lot of mentors that you and I have been talking about so far are people who touch our lives in different ways informally and there are some people like for knowingly example this is a big thing in microsoft right get a mentor in microsoft there's a big thing that happened when i was there mm. they'd always say get mentors they get two or three people who are mentors not 100 mm. get two or three people so they'll help you with your career help mm. you connect internally in microsoft drop a good word for you among people <laughs> and, you know that's that happens that's the way to do it in microsoft yeah so, a e- so each person gets two or three mentors Well, you go. It's up to you to go get your mentors. It's mm-hmm. up to you to convince someone to be a mentor. It's up to the so mentor. So, have you ever be been through that yourself? Have you ever tried that yourself at Microsoft? Get a mentor. Yeah. No. And how did you get approached to be a mentor? How how are the what are the different ways that people approach you to be a mentor? So, people approach me to be a mentor, and like an idiot as I am, I said, you know, I'm not going to be a good mentor, and they were happier for it. Because no, I said so the commitment is, of time. Where, how do they approach you? Typically, you know, when you talk about finding a mentor, people talk about how you can find someone and you, you know, catch them when they're walking down the corridor. Or do they like fix an appointment and come and talk to you, or do they sort of catch so you the, in a meeting and talk to you? So the mechanics of it is usually you get into a meeting or something. They'll hear me speak or say yeah. something. They either think I'm um, all knowing or I'm a big know-it-all, <laughs> or maybe a nice person. So they look up to you in some way. That's the reason they approach they've you. They've heard about me yeah. through somebody else, or they find some YouTube video of mine. 
which you haven't done so far yet yes i haven't yet and maybe so they today. say they say hey we should reach out to them so they send me an email and say hey mukund we wanted to spend some time with you i wanted to get to know you i wanted to see if you can be my mentor and that's when i usually get cold feet cold hands cold legs cold everything and i'm going <laughs> oh my god I, not I, me no i'm not mentored anybody <laughs> i need mentorship why don't you mentor me that's happened to me I've once before i've got four children already i got that's happened to me once before someone who came to mentor who asked me to be a mentor ended up being a mentor to me oh, that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that 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 gets to me uh, to the question uh, you know i i don't know how i would compensate the people that have been mentors to me without them knowing right it doesn't even matter Gratitude but let me ask elizabeth yeah. how besides you being a roommate and you guys hanging out and spending a lot of time together i presume that that's have you thought about how would you give her back or would you say okay i can't give her back for the time energy and effort that she's given i've got to give it to somebody else because it's not yeah, as a I mentor and mentee relationship yeah, so it's pay, paid forward paid forward but also between two very good friends who've kind of seen how life's been for each other for the last few years and really been there for each other to trick and thin you also support each other in other ways mm-hmm. you know um uh, like for example Liz has been through two rounds of cancer treatment in the last few years and oh, wow. uh and I as a friend and as a person she's like my older sister in a way and i look up to her and i and i care for her and i've been there through that and she's been with me through my tough so you guys have been a support network for each other yeah absolutely so it's it's a much stronger it's it, it's a very close kind of friendship and in some ways she's mentored me knowingly unknowingly you know so it's not a formal thing where i i've thought about how do i pay her back or pay it forward but i do very much feel like and i very much hope that one day i'd be able to take on a couple of younger people maybe in a few years when i'm um you know when i when maybe i may have, maybe i have a you know successful startup of my own uh, that i can you already have a successful startup <laughs> i have a successful small business <laughs> but uh, let me yeah. ask you this there's a new trend in in lot of uh, corporate worlds uh-huh. which is called reverse mentorship a lot of people have made yes, it yes yeah they made it, they made the theme, right yeah, which yeah, is you yeah. go get a mentor who yeah. is a much younger person yeah, than absolutely. you absolutely i've heard of that right what do you but think of that but before we go to that let me finish this i i'm hoping that in a few years i can take on a couple of much younger people maybe children who are actually still in school and mentor them over a longer time period mm-hmm. with in a dedicated structured kind of way when we able to maybe spend half a day a week or a, mo- a day a month and actually get involved in their lives and be available on the phone stuff so that's the kind of that's that's what i want to do in my life going forward got it now come to your question reverse mentorship reverse mentorship yeah get a younger mentor get a mentor who's younger than you do you yeah. call them a mentor what do you call them now And you guys, I guess you call yeah, them mentors. Yes, mentor. they are yeah. called. It is reverse mentorship. It is, and it's. I think it's a really cool thing too. So this is like what you were just saying. Someone came to you asking you to be a mentor. <laughs> they turned uh, turned around and mentored you. That yeah. sounds like a reverse mentor to so me. So you know what the challenge in that particular case was? Uh, she was a young young lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they call in these terms, like you, millennial, right? Mm-hmm. And millennials essentially are people that are thirty something. Uh, Nineteen eighty-five. I'm a little bit older. Nineteen eighty-five. Okay. Born nineteen eighty-five and later, right? Uh-huh. Uh, or nineteen eighty and later. Sorry, not nineteen eighty-five. Nineteen eighty-eight and later. So millennials, and I wanted to understand how to uh, how they think, mm-hmm. because apparently the even one year before that, nineteen seventy-nine, and those people think differently than nineteen eighty yeah. and later. Yeah. So she ended up telling me more about millennials, how they think, and why we think that way, and what do they think about the job, and why don't they care about the security of the job, etc. Mm. Right. Mm. That's why I picked her up and I said, "Hey, you're going to be mentoring me about millennials. I don't care about you, me mentoring you about whatever I know. It's easy. Just read my blog." <laughs> she was like, "That's it." 
I was like, yeah, I'm not very complicated. All of the stuff that I do, I think about, I write on my blog. That's one of my ways of outlet. Not outlet, but but reverse mentorship. What what do you uh, have you done that so far? Have you mentored no, people never, older than you? I've never. Have reached people reached out to you and asked you to be a mentor who are older you than know, you? No one's formally asked, but they ask for uh, ideas and thoughts and the request for discussions on different topics in different times. No one's formally asked. Is that asked. for work? Meaning, is that in your area of expertise, like an advisor, or is that like a mentorship? As in, I'm facing a life question. I want to make a decision about new career. It's a combination. It can be both. It can be both. So that that I would say to me, if you ask a question, hey Lakshmi, I'm trying to start a company. Should I start it in India or Singapore? Like Ravi was telling us a few few yeah. hours ago, right? Hey, yeah. how do I structure the company? Yeah, that's an advisory. That's advisory. Right? That's yeah. not a mentorship yeah. question. But if I say, hey. I'm faced with this challenge at work. Uh, I'm finding it tough to relate to my boss. Mm. He's uh, he's a very mean person. Or he's a very nice person or something. And how do I do that? Then that's more of a mentoring yeah. situation, I would say, right? Yeah. Oh, l- let me ask you this then. How did you and Elizabeth come to this relationship where you decided that... It's very organic. I don't think we huh. either of us set out that huh. way. I mean, she's in her 50s, but that doesn't say anything because we do fun things together that we equally enjoy everything from scrabble to dancing so you know she's as she's as young as me and i'm as old as her so it's the same <laughs> it's a strange kind of uh you know it's a strange and beautiful friendship it came about very very organically we worked at the same place we lived five minutes away from each other we were both divorced living on our own and life situations we just both returned from from europe to here back to india and we were settling in and making things happen and there was this common interest and we sort of just the friendship bloomed from there and we've been there for each other the last few years you know so although she has her own set of friends her age and i have my own set of friends my age as well and that's a very interesting kind of dichotomy uh, what what kind of shared interests or shared experiences build trust between you and the mentor yeah well let me go away from the example of list then because you know that's that's more a friendship and that happened very organically I don't know. I I think uh, some reason I can envisage somebody getting to know a mentor and sort of having an open conversation over an activity, not necessarily a structured meeting. So you don't meet them because yeah, you want to be a mentor. Exactly. I don't think that's going to work that way. You know how how often do you meet somebody that you say, okay, I'm going to meet you for an hour, and these are Only things I'm going to share about my life, <laughs> and as openly as that's like going to a psychologist. Right? How many mentors are actually psychologists then? Tell me about your life. And then they blame it on your mother dropping you on your head when you were five years old or something, right? Or maybe not. Psychologists are not supposed to do that. Really? Yeah. That tells you how much you know. Exactly. That tells me. Uh, I would rather, you know, discover a mentor and have a great conversation, you know, if I accidentally, let's say, got into it over a drink or, you know, at a Not supposed to have drinks with (laughs) (laughs) Why not? These are casual. Why not? I mean, it's not supposed to be so. We're anti-structure right now. Now, you know, uh, um, maybe or a game of. I mean, I can imagine. Do you golf? Maybe or a ga- game of golf. I, I uh, play games, but I don't golf. golf. Yeah, golf is not my yeah. thing. Yeah, other I play activities. Tennis, I play you know, or, or a walk. You know, there's got to be something. I can't see myself sitting down unless it's. I really know this person. I really trust them, and they're they're in my personal inner circle. Just sitting down and sharing things about the shittiest things that are happening at work. That that kind of trust and openness takes time to build, and it happens. Over a period of time, over activities, you, it can't just happen because you say that okay, one hour this month, this day, this time, we're talking, and this is the location. Now it doesn't work like that. Yeah. That's like going to a shrink. You know, in, in at uh, sometime back, I was given an executive coach because I was told that I'm very hard to I'm very hard to work with. 
<laughs> oh, okay. So me, Ouch. Uh, it was a swing. Uh, it should was I be swing. saying anything right now about you and Ravi and how much time and effort goes in and my end into coordinating think, and recording? I think you need a shrink. <laughs> So yeah, I will after after a few years of this. Yes. So they called me and ex- they got me an executive coach, and that executive coach was like a shrink, not a shrink, but like a shrink. But he didn't call himself a shrink. He called himself obviously an executive coach. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, if you want a mentor relationship, then we can do that as well. But again, it'll be structured. Okay. So there's so a line between. So there's a line between a mentor who doesn't get compensated, maybe the way you talked about yourself and your mentor. and then there is a executive coach mm-hmm. who's kind of in the middle and then there's an advisor who's got domain expertise in an area so there mm. are now we very quickly you're forming different yeah three like very categories clear different distinct buckets. yeah distinct and different so this executive coach was pretty much like a shrink so he'd ask me a bunch of questions about work and then try to diagnose and tell me what do you think about that what do you think about this mm-hmm. and it seemed like it was a professional setting shrink rather than a personal setting shrink you mm-hmm. know trying to blame the fact that i had you know it swallowed a cockroach when i was a little kid and that's why all my problems <laughs> in adulthood came to that one right so it's kind of, it's kind of different in that sense oh my but god you do have the wrong idea about psychologists but yeah go on well, you said, uh, let me ask you a different question then if you're a startup entrepreneur yeah let's get back to our favorite startup guys yeah and startup gals if you're a startup entrepreneur what would, what should you look for in a mentor where is the sanjay anandram and funny sama relationship from redbus how does that happen i mean obviously you're not looking for a mentor who you're drinking something with and suddenly you say hey, you should be a mentor how would you as an entrepreneur uh, say okay uh, let's say you are richa car from uh, zivame how does she go about looking for an entrepreneur or maybe you should ask her but yeah. uh, you know you're talking to a lot of people today uh, how does how does an entrepreneur look for a mentor in a professional startup kind of a setting i think you know it's 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 just the answer is very similar to the um the answer you gave me as to how people found you when they requested you to mentor right if i was to look up to when i if i was to turn to somebody for mentoring obviously i've already know them somehow i know their work i know something about their personality that i think okay yeah i like that about that person i like certain qualities i can relate to them i think i trust them that's the most important thing do i trust them to share about the shit that's going on in my work life or in my personal life depending on where you getting the mentor um and can i open up to them do i trust what they're going to tell me do i trust that they might have the best interests for me when they sit down to have a conversation with right. me right trust trust is a huge factor and that's a very sort of intuitive thing so the first thing do you feel the trust second when you start the conversation how does the first conversation go does it build up on that all the, on those sort of ideas or perceptions that you formed about the per- person by listening to them when they were speaking on stage or in a meeting or one on one earlier somewhere and you know in a corridor and then from there it builds organically based on the first meeting maybe a second meeting and then you can ask for me something more structured and formal maybe even request them saying okay i'm i'm going to be doing this over the next 2 3 years you know uh do you think you can mentor me as i do this because you have uh experience in this so th- i think that's the way i would approach finding a mentor got it so you have a question of the day yeah i think um the question would be actually this is the one would you would you compensate That's a, a mentor. One. Yeah. It's a hard question. So right. Twitter to on Twitter you're going to tell people are going to say would they do you want to ask would you compensate or how would you compensate? What would yeah, you ask? Actually let's let's say how would you compensate, right? That's a good one. That's a good one. How Maybe would you cash, compensate? Yeah. Or whatever, right? Exactly. Whatever, yeah, whatever the choices are. How would you compensate? It can be cash too, whatever it is. And what happens to the winner? 
<laughs> the person that you select as a winner of this, what do they get? Uh, they get an hour with you, Mukut. <laughs> Therapy session? No, no, no. They got a better gift, right? Entry. We give you a go. We give you a go. An key. hour Skype session with Mukut. Come on, Mukut. You can do this. An hour. Skype they will. Session. They will go mad. <laughs> no, an hour. They can do this. Like your sister said, your dessert, right? Can yeah, one hour is too small, much. Small, yeah. small portion. So an hour. Absolutely. Okay, session or Skype session. And they Mukut. can also learn how to do video with uh, with Lakshmi. Yeah, okay. I can show them how to video blog. Okay. So and that's the question of the day. Can you repeat the question of the day? The question of the day is how would you compensate for a great mentor? Uh, how what do you compensate ways? a great mentor, not for a great mentor? How do you compensate a great mentor? And uh, the winner is going to get an hour with Mukund on Skype, an hour with me on Skype, and, and six months of Goki. And, and, and since Ravi is not here, let's commit to Mukund. No, <laughs> let's not do that. Let's not do that. And in the last podcast, we asked you a question on who you thought was a great woman entrepreneur that you would look up to. And the winning answer, actually, we got quite a few answers for that one. But we, On Twitter as well. Yeah, Twitter and on Facebook. And the winner is Labdi Shah, who tweeted in saying that her mother started a catering service out of home and has single-handedly grown it. Well, Labdi, you never know. You might join your mom one day and make this a nationwide business. So congratulations. You win six months of Goki goodies. Well, Mukund, that was a fun chat on uh, finding the right mentor and how to look at mentoring. So you've signed up for an hour. I've signed up for an hour of sharing whatever I know as well. We're coming to Ravi also. Two hours. (laughs) (laughs) Ravi Gururaj, two hours you get. And money. Rich Ravi, smart Lakshmi gets you one hour and with me you'll get a lot of fun and humor. This is where you stop listening to Mukund. Thank you guys. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Bye, Lakshmi. And that was this week's India Startup Chat podcast. Get in touch with us on Twitter. The handle is at in Startup Chat. And on our Facebook page, India Startup Chat. Send in your feedback, suggestions and lots of retweets and likes.